Hi everyone and welcome to another sauntering podcast with me, Paul White. I'm coming to you from the beautiful town of Weymouth in Dorset by the sparkling blue sea. It never rains, it's always sunny. This podcast began during lockdown. We galloped through or sauntered through many, many books of the Bible now. I'm a disciple of Jesus and my job is to encourage you and encourage other people to walk with him. Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new saunter and it's so exciting we're going to be looking today at the the two epistles of Peter well we're not going to look at them both in one go but we're going to follow on a bit at a time each day and thank you so much for joining me I'm so excited and well done to everybody who's battled through the technology to join me and I've had to battle through the technology as well. And I was just thinking a little bit about it. And I was thinking, gosh, Peter, he didn't have a great education. He probably wasn't um, fluent in Greek and writing and all of those things. But somehow he manages to overcome these things. He becomes the greatest spokesperson for the early church before the Apostle Paul comes along. He's truly outstanding and he overcomes these weaknesses and difficulties presumably hires a scribe to help him write the letter and what a great job and what a fantastic legacy he's given us so i'm going to pray and jesus i want to thank you so much that you're here with us today and that you love us so much and you're willing to commit your time to be with us and spend time with us just you keep promising you've promised to do those things and you keep honoring that promise and we thank you so much and so lord now help us and speak to us through this amazing book so here we go i can't actually see who's listening at the moment so i'm just going to trust there's somebody and welcome everyone who will listen later on um so here we go so one peter chapter one peter an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, for sprinkling with his blood. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. So this is Peter's introduction. He's it would appear that he's writing to a largely Jewish audience who were um, the first generation church in Jerusalem at Pentecost and then spread out. But there was there were multiple factors that caused their dispersion. Number one, they were in Jerusalem to celebrate a feast, but they came from other places. They came from these these places and others that Paul has listed. But there was also a great persecution that broke out on the church and forced the spreading of the Jewish Christians into the other parts of the um, 
other parts of the surrounding nations and so all of these places that he lists here are places now which we could now visit in modern turkey um but he's saying you are elect you're chosen that word there is we we get our word eclectic from that greek word there and it's like you're gathered you're chosen you're called um and but you're now exiles you're pilgrims and you've been scattered but this you are called according to the foreknowledge of god now there's a really interesting these are really important theological concepts that theologians and scholars have grappled with for generations really about how much god chooses us and how much we get to choose him and it's where what is that interplay of the dynamic between our free will and god's sovereign choice and on the one hand you could say well he chose all the jews so that as a nation god had already chosen the jews and he said this is going to be the nation that i show myself to particularly i show my favor to and i show myself to and reveal myself to so that they can then reveal me to the nations um around and so god's plan for israel because of abraham and his devotion to god and his faith towards god god promised to abraham that his descendants would be a blessing everywhere they went in the earth and so now peter is saying you are these chosen ones so you're doubly chosen in a sense that you're chosen from your ethnicity but you're also chosen sorry by virtue of your ethnicity as in your relationship your descendants from sorry from abraham but also um in that wonderful foreknowledge of god and the word there for foreknowledge is our word prognosis so it's exactly the same greek word that we use for prognosis when a doctor predicts your the course of your medical condition so you may have a good prognosis or a bad prognosis or whatever that's the same word we have there for foreknowledge and so god knew beforehand who were gonna respond to him and he knows that you and i whether whether we're jewish in origin or gentile in origin he knew us and he called us from among the nations to come to him but here here peter seems to be addressing primarily we might say a jewish audience but people will probably argue with me over that but i'm not the scholar to define it but i'm just reading what it says here and it and so he says you've been called to be by the foreknowledge of the father listen to this in the sanctification of the spirit for obedience to jesus christ so there we have the whole godhead the trinity if you like um all involved in this process god foreknew god knows everything god the father he foreknew and that they there would be then those people called into his kingdom who would experience and come into that sanctification that means to be made holy or in really simple terms set apart to belong to god and that was always god's plan for the jewish people but it's now it was actually always his plan for the whole world to have people from every nation gathered to him and set apart and holy and sanctified by the holy spirit who draws us into this relationship with him 
and it's all made possible by the by being becoming obedient to Jesus, becoming a disciple of Jesus, and receiving that sprinkling of His blood upon us. Which, oh gosh, it's such an amazing concept, which would have meant stacks to um, the Jewish readers of this letter or listeners when it was being read out. So for the Jew, they would understand the symbolism of the sprinkling of the blood of the lamb that was slain, the killed in the sacrifices. They would understand the significance of that. But also now Peter's pressing that button again. He's saying that lamb, that lamb of God that was sacrificed for the sins of the whole world, his blood somehow sprinkles us and makes us clean. And Paul will go on to help us understand how that really works for the Gentile believers as well. And the writer to the Hebrews opens all of that stuff up. And so this is a really rich vein of kind of teaching within the New Testament, this understanding that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And so Peter's trying to summarize it all in a little tiny nutshell, which when we come to it, maybe with no theological understanding at all it could be like wow what is he even on about sprinkling with his blood and so on but actually his blood jesus's blood goes forwards in time to cleanse people living in the 21st century from our sin and it was um working for the people who believed in him all of those years ago when this was written so here we go then hope that makes a bit of sense so that's his greeting <laughs> we're doing well so verse three blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ according to his great mercy he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead listen to this to an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading kept in heaven for you who by god's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time let's just stop there so blessed be the god and father he's saying god let's just honor and applaud and celebrate and give glory and thanks and praise and everything else <coughs> to to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one all this is from. And it's according to his great mercy that he has caused us to be born again. You see, mercy is when we don't get what we deserve. It's like we our sin require our sin requires punishment and judgment in dealing with it separates us from God. It's an offense to God. Every sin that we commit, however tiny teeny we might minimize it to be in our minds, it is an offense against God. And that's the primary issue with sin. It's not what it does to other people and what it does to us is secondary, but it's primarily an offense against God. It breaks his heart because it separates us from him and so but because of his great mercy according to in keeping with his great mercy he's not brought that judgment upon us because he's caused us to be born again to a living hope 
And the reason it's living is because it's all tied in with the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So our hope is not in a theology or in a in a theological belief. Our hope is in a living, risen saviour, Jesus, who defeated death when he rose again on the third day, having given his life to pay for our sin, to buy us complete forgiveness. And so the, he's Peter is using this expression that Jesus kind of coined when he spoke to Nicodemus. He said, unless a man is born again or a woman or a child is born again, they cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And Peter's saying, actually, this is what's happened to us when we put our trust in Jesus, when we give our hearts to him. He's caused us to be born again to a living hope. And so this hope lives as long as Jesus lives and he lives forever. He is eternal and we could go into that, but we haven't got time. But it's and he says it's imperative. He's called us to have an inheritance. You might be somebody who hasn't got who's never had an inheritance. Maybe your parents were poor and didn't leave you anything. And or maybe it's not enough to really count. But actually, Peter is saying you have been called to actually a, an inheritance that's kept in heaven for you that can never spoil or fade. It's imperishable, undefiled, unfading. You see, the theme of Peter's letters we've hinted at in the title is precious. And we'll begin to see how what he's describing is this incredible treasure. And those of us who've been born again into Jesus, into this living hope, we have an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled, kept in heaven for us, uh, unfading, kept in heaven for us. That is the dog. I'm sorry. You think you're going to get away without a disturbance from the dog, but she's got to growl at something. <laughs> anyway, here we go. So it's an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading. Wow. So even if perish the thought your pension pot is shrinking because of i don't know poor bad investments or the market's taking a downturn or whatever's happening and you think oh god i'm gonna have nothing to leave we have an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading and you see that this is the thing that grips peter in his life in his journey in his ministry and is kept in heaven for you who by God's power, dynamis, that dynamic power of God, the Holy Spirit at work in us are being guarded through faith for salvation, for a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. And so there's a there's a sense in which we enjoy the favor and the blessing of God and that intimate relationship with him, that work of the Holy Spirit going on in our hearts. And as we read on through, we see what is available for us now. But there is a sense of something so much greater that is being kept, which is our ultimate salvation when we're gathered up to be with Jesus forever and ever and to spend our eternity with him which is just incredible because that that inheritance can't be touched is kept in heaven for you. And then he says, who by God's power, 
are being guarded through faith. Faith is going to come up in a second for a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. Verse 6. In this, you greatly rejoice. See, this is what we need to understand. This isn't just, I think people have, evangelicals have done themselves a disservice when they've said, oh, we don't go on feelings. Actually, feelings are very much part of how we live day to day. So we fall in love with someone and then we find ourselves walking up the aisle one day saying, I commit to marry this person for the rest of my life and to love and to cherish and to have and to hold and all those beautiful things. But that came initially from a feeling. It develops into something more and commitment is more than a feeling. I know, I understand that. And faithfulness is a choice, all of those things. But feelings are how we navigate and certainly initially and we even people who think they don't go by feelings do go by feelings why do you choose a particular car when they're all pretty similar in that price point it's because you have a feeling about it you it you like it it's a yeah why do we make friends with people because we like them and oh let's not don't get me started on feelings but anyway this is the thing so in this you rejoice that rejoicing is a, a a response to joy in our hearts isn't it so in this you rejoice it means you've got something to rejoice about and it, i'm sure this is not just an intellectual agreement with something this is something that's going on on the inside of us in this you rejoice though now for a little while if necessary you have been grieved by various trials so hold on a minute these things are almost polar opposites aren't they he's saying you rejoice even though you've been grieved for a while by various trials and then he goes on to say so that the tested genuineness of your faith listen to, to this more precious than gold though perishes that perishes though tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of jesus christ though you have not seen him you love him though you do not now see him you believe in him and rejoice with joy listen to this that is inexpressible and filled of glory obtaining the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls so let's just back up a little bit so he says in this this knowledge that we have that we're being kept by god's power through faith our faith in him the holy spirit at work in us we're being kept but we have this incredible inheritance waiting for us so that's in the back of our minds always that we know this but now he says in this you rejoice so that gives you joy, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by many trials. Now he's going to talk in, he's talk, remember, he's talking about gold. He's making an analogy with gold and gold is the one of the most incorruptible, indestructible elements on the earth. It doesn't, it doesn't break down into anything. Pure gold doesn't break down into anything and literally if you've got something made of gold um and you bury it in the ground when you dig it up again or someone else digs it up again many maybe many many years or centuries ahead of that 
onward on from that time that gold will still be shiny and beautiful just as it was when when you buried it someone put a post of a coin up on facebook the other day a friend of mine and it was um charles the first i think and it was stamped out of gold irregular shape but just absolutely perfect just like gold is beautiful shiny warm yellow color and it's been in the ground for i don't know how many hundred years a lot of years and he digs it up and it's the same you could the same would be true if you dug up gold from the time of jesus it would still be shiny if you look at the gold on tutankhamun's death mask and all of those things it's still beautiful and shiny and glorious and so but there's a process with gold it has to be dug out of the ground and it has to be refined by getting it very hot until all the dross which is the cruddy stuff that it's kind the veins of gold run through the rock and dirt and stuff that has to be removed so they bring it up to a temperature and then they scrape it off that dirty colored stuff until it's pure and shiny pure gold and he says this is the process that's going on in the testing of your faith verse 7 so that the tested genuineness of your faith so these trials have come and sometimes trials are my mum used to say oh it's a real trial isn't it and there is oh gosh trials are no fun very often they they stretch us and they and it feels like we're being superheated in a furnace sometimes and sometimes the the testing of that is to the almost to destruction sometimes we feel like i'm not sure i can we say those things don't we i'm not sure i can take much more of this and why is everything happening at once and all these kind of things but he's saying actually you're being this faith of yours is being really tested and refined it's gonna and it's gonna be something that comes through and be found to be genuine and it's um listen to this that it's tested by fire that it may to be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of jesus christ now our faith is precious to god because it's it's something that will ultimately and even in the short term bring praise and glory to him so every time a believer stands firm in their faith and honors jesus in a difficult time there is praise and glory going to jesus from that because people are watching on people are attributing and understanding that that is a product of our faith um angels and principalities and all those spiritual beings are looking on and glory and honor is going to jesus and he's saying um and every time we step out in faith and we put put our faith on the line and take a step of faith and do something brave and courageous because of our faith glory and honor go to jesus every time we our faith motivates us to to an act of kindness or generosity someone is giving thanks to god as a result of that and praise and honor is going to jesus so um faith is something that god considers precious and it is the currency of the kingdom it's the our faith response to jesus that enables us to be born again in the first place 
and in some mysterious way faith is given to us by him it's not even of ourselves but somehow we have to just it's like he's looking for our yes and our yes is that declaration of faith really so god is looking for that yes and so he's saying ah oh, there's this there's praise and glory and honor coming to jesus as a result of our faith and then he wraps up this little um paragraph here and he says though you have not seen him you love him isn't that beautiful that is that has been like just such a sweet glorious verse for me that has sustained me so many times though you don't see him you love him and i have never seen jesus i had a kind of briefish vision of him on the cross one day but it it wasn't like there he was in the room but i love him he's captured my heart i don't know how he did it i don't know how that works but somehow he is the most precious of all people of all in my life i probably spend more time with jesus than i do with anybody else you know in and he is my joy and my delight and he says though you have not seen him you love him though you do not see him now you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory these surely these are feelings that come from that relationship of love that the holy spirit nurtures in our hearts i i can remember the first day i said to god to to jesus loved him the way on a, a christian youth um residential thing and i just remember someone saying have you ever told jesus that you love him and i thought i never have and it wasn't in my vocabulary or my thinking and then i spoke it out and it was like my heart just began to melt on the inside and i thought wow jesus and then of course as you live and you make decisions you demonstrate that love and you realize and you make choices to favor that love and it becomes more and more and more of a furnace in your heart and it's a beautiful thing but he but it brick he says you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory obtaining the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls and just to finish this idea of salvation it's not just all about heaven although heaven is the ultimate i guess or that life with jesus whether that's ultimately on this earth or in heaven or wherever it is that eternal life with him is the outcome of our salvation but there is an outcome that's the ultimate outcome but there is an outcome even now which is that we get to walk with him every single day that we get to start out every single day by spending time jesus thank you that you're with me today thank you that i'm yours thank you that you love me and that we begin to walk the walk daily this is the outcome of our faith now today so that fills us with this joy 
and just sometimes it will be more rich and more profound than others we become more aware of it than other days some days we're maybe preoccupied with other things but some days it's like wow this is the most glorious oh thing ever that we could know god and have his spirit within us and be in relationship with him and know god the father is our father so he's not just the father of jesus but he's our father so ah uh, there you go just to say this when he says more precious than gold that word there is pollutimos it's a good word um and it means it's the same it's more precious it, that's what it means obviously but the, it's the exact same word that jesus uses when he says about the man who found a pearl of great price and he went and sold everything because he found it buried in this field he thought wow covers it over sells everything buys the field and gets this pearl which is worth so much more than the field obviously was and he says this is the pearl of great price this is what G what peter that's the word peter's using it's the same word when it talks about the lady who brought the ointment of pure nard and poured it over jesus's feet and wiped his feet with her hair and wept over him and that's the same word there pollutimos and and it just means more precious and but it's most precious and our faith to jesus is the most precious commodity so treasure it ladies and gentlemen dear friends let's pray and may god bless you and keep you today and smile on you and may you really know this joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory as you obtain the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls have an amazing day you guys and god bless you loads Thank you for joining me on this um, little saunter and looking forward to spending more time with you over the next few days. If you've enjoyed this podcast, that's brilliant. That's exactly what I hope for. Please do share it, like it, pass it on, get it out there. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day.